0: United States
1: Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. We are going to refocus to some international events right now, speaking of which, a recent election in Colombia and what this portends for the people of Colombia, but also in U.S. relations with that country joining us on POTUS is Steve Hege. he's a senior program officer of the Middle East and Africa at the United States Institute of Peace the Twitter handle is at USIP and he joins us Steve welcome thank you for being
0: here thank you so much for having me Tim
1: the recent election tell us uh what we should know as Americans about what is taking place in Colombia
0: well, just this past Sunday, we, have a, um, we had a second round of presidential elections in which the far right wing uh, candidate, Ivan Duque, uh, won with 53% to 41% uh, against what was essentially uh, uh, the other extreme of the political ex- uh, uh, spectrum, uh, former Bogota mayor, Gustavo Petro. Um, and, and what's really important, I think, from, from the first from these elections is that they were extremely peaceful. Uh, for the first time in in decades there wasn 't one single uh polling station that had to be moved because of insecurity um, and then the other the other important element I think from this uh, these elections is that For the first time in in Colombia's real history, there was a leftist candidate that presented an alternative option to the the traditional parties, um, which was largely impossible because of the the ongoing insurgency with the FARC. And it can really be seen as a a clear indication of one of the the fruits of the peace process with the FARC rebels and the peace agreement that was signed with the government in October uh, and November of 2016.
1: You mentioned that the elections were peaceful. Are the results reliable, in your opinion?
0: Yes, the, the results are certainly re- reliable. Um, you know, no one is contesting the results. You know, I- Ivan Duque clearly won, and I think this was something that uh, many people expected. Um, he had the the overwhelming uh, endorsement, support of former President Álvaro Uribe, uh, who was the president from 2002 to 2010, um ivan Duque was someone who was very uh, little known in the public Uh, eye just nine months ago he only received uh, in polls that he was known by 17 percent of the population um so the the support from former president uribe was very critical in bringing him to uh, a victory and the fact that he was lined up in a second uh, round runoff with sort of his polar opposite in, in in Gustavo Petro and for many Gustavo Petro created a lot of fears that he would bring Venezuela-like uh, uh, policies to Colombia and, and certainly this was this was really beneficial to 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 um, Ivan Duque's candidacy and as well the center uh, candidate Sergio Fajardo which all, who almost reached the the runoff uh, didn't endorse either candidate and and certainly that the fragmentation of that center vote. Uh, uh, was, was beneficial to, to Duque's victory.
1: I, I wonder, with the two choices, really, between the far right and the far left, how much support can there be for the winner?
0: Well, at this point, actually, what you have is consolidation of, of traditional parties and the traditional uh, uh, sort of political elite actually consolidated a lot of its support for uh, the, the, the Duque candidacy uh, during the runoff period. Um, Gustavo Petro really has a strong following amongst, the, uh, uh, amongst indigenous populations, amongst uh, uh, middle class. He won Bogota uh, um, by, by a clear margin and a, a number of other major cities. But the traditional elites and in Congress, uh, uh, the alliances uh, um, will play out in which uh, Duque will have a very strong majority and, and, and his ability to govern. Uh, will be much, much more strong, uh, much stronger than it had Petro won.
1: Steve Haggy, uh, senior program officer, Middle East and Africa at the USIP, United States Institute of Peace. So, what, how does this change the dynamic, the relationship between the United States and Colombia, or is that clear at this point?
0: Well, one of the things that Duque has said throughout this campaign is that he would like to take a a, a much harder line uh, stance on on security uh, issues, and that's certainly something that that goes in line with this current uh, U.S. administration, Um, and he's wanted to strengthen ties. That's not to say that the the current president, uh, Juan Manuel Santos, has not had very strong relationships with with the United States and, and and, and, and received a lot of support from the United States during his eight years in, in, in office. But it will be something that, that Duque will, will seek to, uh, um, to, to strengthen. And one of the things that he's gonna put a bigger emphasis on, which is quite critical to the peace agreements with, with the FARC, is this question of, of, of a coca crop uh, reduction. And what we've seen over the, the period of uh, the last three or four years is a spike in coca uh, production. And duque has promised to uh, to take much more hard uh, um, uh, uh, forceful measures to reverse these trends uh, even uh, resurrecting uh, aerial spraying something that had been suspended suspended a, a, a few years back and so this is this is something that's going to uh, improve relationships this is the the US government has advocated for these types of shifts um, however this is also going to uh, reverse one of the core fundamental element elements of the peace agreement which was voluntary crop substitution um, and that's a program that needs additional support and doesn't need to be further marginalized what we've seen in the last two years is that voluntary crop substitution uh, helping peasant farmers transition to viable alternative uh, uh, commodities uh, is something that needs additional support only about 10 percent of families that have signed Uh, Agreements with the governments for voluntary crop substitution uh, have received some sort of technical assistance in that transition plan. And what 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 hopefully Duque will realize is that's really critical, just as much as trying to reduce the numbers of overall uh, um, coca crop uh, uh, um, acres in the in in the country.
1: Steve, I know one of the things you had written about recently, referencing Colombia, was the importance of engaging youth. Um, I think the way you put it through a competitive application process, rigorous training, a program that has been created, that's the Generation Change Fellows program, creates cohorts of young peace builders who implement the program's peace building strategies. How important is uh, the, the generational change, the perception of what Colombia is and should be and could be?
0: Well, certainly we, what we've seen is a very strong engagement of, of uh, youth uh, leaders. Throughout the the electoral process, uh, most recently, uh, a large number of them actually supporting this this demand for change and uh, uh, that that was embodied by um, the the candidacy of Gustavo Petro. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see how that uh, that that engagement by youth uh, takes shape during a Duque, Duque administration. Um, one of the things that we could see uh, is is a great deal of of of, of protests in the streets during the uh, Duque administration in the first couple of years, particularly if, as has been uh, mentioned at certain points in, in, in the campaign process, that this incoming administration would like to make significant modifications to the peace agreement with the FARC um, or roll back some of the promises to uh, rural peasants in terms of agrarian reform. Um, and Petro has, uh, has already declared that he will be a part of leading that opposition. And, and so one of the things, if, if the Duque uh, government doesn't necessarily respect some of the core tenets of the, of the agreements, as was already stipulated by an October 2017 ruling by the Constitutional Court, what we could see is a lot of youth, uh, a lot of rural peasants uh, um, take up uh, um, social protests, Uh, which could, as we've seen in the past at different times, paralyze uh, certain parts of the economy. And so that's something that that, that many people anticipate if uh, there are drastic changes to uh, the the peace agreement.
1: How's the economy there?
0: Well, there's been a lot of criticism that the, the last few years the economy has slowed down. Um, and Duque certainly has come on board with the massive endorsement of the private sector, uh, promising a traditional sort of uh, U.S. Republican-style reduction in in, uh, in, in in taxes and incentives for the private sector. Um, and so that there's hope uh, that that administration would, would be able to... Um, would turn around certain degrees of, of, of growth in Colombia. But the the real core economic challenges that are at the at the heart of the peace agreements are in the rural countryside, not necessarily in the urban cities. And that rural countryside, which is already after two years, is returning to certain levels of violence that the, the peace agreement was really designed to, to 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 reverse. We're seeing a spike in, in, in homicide rates in, in rural parts of, of Colombia, particularly those associated with uh, with coca crop uh, production and drug trafficking or illegal mining. And, and so really, the focus uh, needs to be on addressing those historic uh, marginalizations of, of, rural, of the rural countryside. Um, and this was really at the at the core of, uh, of the peace agreements. And, and, and that should be a clear, clear fundamental basis for uh, uh, ensuring security and, and stability in, in large lots of, of Colombia.
1: Steve, I appreciate you being here today on POTUS. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you, Tim.
1: Steve Hege is the senior program officer, a senior program officer, Middle East and Africa, the United States Institute of Peace, the latest on Colombia, new elections and the way forward in that country. He is tweeting at Steve Hege, H-E-G-E. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, channel 124.